as of April 16th of 2023, the ascendant was in cancer, is in cancer at three degrees in the first house. Okay, so the ascendant uh, transitioned into cancer on April 13th of 2023 at zero degrees. So there was an energetic view um, of needing comfort, nurturing, and growth. Okay, Uh, some chose to nurture what they are familiar with, while others chose to nurture a new beginning of some sort. In a spiritual sense, it was a invitation for those who are in tune with themselves to return back to their true selves, their true roots. Emphasis on those who are in tune with themselves. With everything in life, there are mainly two paths. I'm sorry, with everything in life, there are there is mainly two paths. Within each path, there's different directions. Okay, so like a house, there's a main structure, um, but there's many levels and multiple rooms. There's been a lot of division in society since the beginning of time. There's been a lot of domination tactics exerted towards feminine energies, more specifically. The feminine, um, the feminine has been abused in order for masculine energies to benefit. Emphasis on the beginning of time. So when I mentioned there will be people who chose or choose to conform to nurture what they're familiar with, this is exactly what I mean. There will be people who choose to stick to the status quo. The latter, however, will choose self-love and nurturing of oneself and healing, okay? To each his own, I just expect that you own it. Own the path you've decided to take and be real about it. The Descendant is in Capricorn at three degrees in the seventh house. Just when the Ascendant transitioned into Cancer, the Descendant transitioned into Capricorn like clockwork. This occurred on uh, April 13th of 2023, and so not too much has changed since then. The energies are still getting acclimating, acclimated and testing, 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 one, two. As for mentioned in the Ascendant placement, a choice was being made on what, where, and who to direct your energy towards. What you feed grows. Those choices derive from here. With the Descendant in Capricorn... We currently have Pluto and Capricorn, and so there are major transformations universally scheduled. And this is truly a time um, to stay the same or to change. That change brings forth a new beginning and opportunities. Others prefer to nurture and feed people, places, and things they are familiar with, even if it's oppressive and restrictive. In the seventh house, this energy pertains to all things in business and intimate relationships. This energy is also applied towards places, people, and things we are attracted to, and in turn, we attract to us. All of these themes is what is going on underneath it all, and this is what's being shown um, with the Ascendant, or it will be shown with the Ascendant in Cancer in the first house. Most people are superficial and prefer to attract the same, and most are comfortable and familiar with this dynamic. Capricorn energy is about dictatorship, rules, and limits. In the seventh house, would you rather continue on the path others outside of you being, you know, uh, others outside of you being your dictator or would you rather be your own ruler? That's where self-love comes in. In tarot, this would be like the emperor card. Are you a leader or a follower? These hard questions and truths are unconsciously lingering in the shadows. We shall see what the people decide. Um, and it, as always, it'll always be very clear. The Midheaven is in Pisces at 17 degrees in the 10th house. The Midheaven in astrology gives insight on our life's purpose, 
what we are called here to do. We are all chosen. It just depends on what we are chosen for. It's funny because if the collective understood that, there would be no competition. You shouldn't have to compete for what is truly yours. Or you wouldn't be defensive if you had nothing to defend, aka hide. There are a lot of people in careers or doing jobs they are not called to do. Example, nurses. I've witnessed firsthand. They are just there for a paycheck. They do not care if you live or, you know, or die. And it, it's wild because these are the very people that would expect someone else to care about them and or their children if they were in that same position that you were. But that's the 10th house for you. We know the world is ran by Capricorn energy, which is cold, rigid, and nothing personal. It is all business. We know the world is only concerned with reputations, career, status, power, and fame. Emphasis on nothing being personal. Pisces energy can be all signs in one, absorbing its environment. And with that being said, Pisces energy can shapeshift. This shapeshifting energy in the 10th house of status, money, power, and respect makes for a very dangerous and misleading combination. In the spiritual sense, this is what it means to take one's destiny from you. Let's say you have a midheaven in Virgo and you can't get a job in the medical field because someone who is in quote unquote midheaven Pisces energy pretending to be passionate about the medical field took your job. This is like me, for example. My midheaven has progressed into Virgo. I'm truly called to be a healer, teacher, and spiritualist. I'm very passionate about this here. And then there's oracle card readers misleading and deceiving people so that they can get money, fame, and respect for a role that they're pretending to play. This is that type of energy. I mentioned in my tarot readings, um, but astrology, of course, is backing up what I've already channeled. Pisces in the second deacon manifests over indulgences in sex, drugs, food, um, money, of course, or just being hyper focused on it. Um, and so this is what these people are concerned about. Um, and this is what they're doing behind the scenes, but in public acting completely different. There's a lot of deception in the 10th house. Everyone is just pretending to be someone they are not to gain money and some type of image. The IC is in Virgo at 17 degrees in the fourth house. The IC is similar to your moon placement. However, the IC in astrology represents the roots, which go deeper than the moon. The moon is your mother. The IC is her mother's mother and etc. The IC is generational roots, but also generational curses are themes indicated here. The IC in Virgo is within the second deacon that is ruled by Saturn. The sign of Virgo deals with healing, observance, or observing, and analytical, and analytical energy. Virgo essentially seeks perfection. This can be good or bad, depending. In this case, it indicates negativity that is being hidden behind a perfect appearance. This is like having nice cars, a house, a job, and a family that seems perfect. We've all seen it. For some, they are living that very deception. Virgo and the Capricorn energy at play here gives off a very materialistic, off-putting, and a strong will towards what is familiar. Okay, so most strive for earthly success, completely disregarding striving for spiritual success. People still have slavery mindsets and passing it down to their children's children. How many times have you been asked, how are you? And your response is, I'm good. More than not, you are not good, but you're putting on a face. This is what needs to be healed in family dynamics. This is like everyone operating like they are at work always. At work, you're expected to show up and be professional no matter what the circumstance. You are putting on a persona to get a check. That is essentially sell out energy. And I'm just being honest. Money does not make you genuinely happy, nor does it equate to blessings. 
Money does not mean you are blessed spiritually. You are simply getting paid to uphold the illusion of society. I witnessed people going to church faithfully, but they never heal, change, or transform. They just go with the motions to look good to others. People take spirituality and or religion like it's a joke, only taking it serious when they want money or some superficial relief. They only pray to God when they want something, and that's the problem. The sun is in Aries at two degrees in the 10th house. The sun in astrology represents our identity, our ego, and our drive. The sun is in the 10th house. And those frosters I was talking about within the within the midheaven in Pisces, this is all in the 10th house as well. So yeah, these people want to be seen and respected like an Aries, like a boss, like the first to ever do and or say something. They're pretending and playing this role because they feel like it's going to get them ahead. And that's the main goal in the 10th house. It's to get ahead, even at the expense of others. The root of all evil is indeed money, and it is being exposed at this time. Everyone is pretending to be a leader, independent, and self-made, and it is all lies. The sun rules Leo. Leo rules the fifth house that deals with sex, dating, risks, gambling, and acting. People use money and status to get sexual favors. It's important to note that the 10th house doesn't deal just with business and work. It's about public image and everyone appears um, and everybody wants to appear a certain way. That appearance isn't always authentic. In other words, it's just so fake. I find that that is the very problem with society. Now, the 10th house has conditioned people to always represent that quote unquote customer service representative. Reality check. <clears throat> people. When you go into an establishment um, or business, these people are being trained and paid to act like they give a fuck. People really believe the illusion, like these companies care about them when it's a facade. I worked in customer service jobs majority of my life, and I witnessed firsthand how people really have an expectation for you to care personally due to these fake facades. When you go to Chick-fil-A, an employee, an employee taking your order outside in all conditions of weather responds to you with, my pleasure, I promise you, it is not their pleasure. But people walk away believing that. With the sun in Aries in the 10th house, if you really want to see, you will see that most people will say and do whatever they deem necessary to appear on top in charge and in control and unrestricted. A person will say anything to get clients, a promotion, attention, and of course, to be first. Now, from a different perspective, the sun in Aries in the 10th house is an indicator of neutral blazers paving a way for themselves. As a result, true, a true leader, an entrepreneur, is born. With everything in life, there will be an authentic source and then there will be a watered down copy. As I forementioned, there will always be people who pretend to be a leader, a boss and self-sufficient. Then there will be others who are utilizing this energy to create a path of their own genuinely. By genuinely, I mean putting in the work, time and effort, blood, sweat and tears, especially when no one is watching. In conclusion, most will be led back into conformity ultimately staying a sheep in the 10th house while others are choosing to go a different route. The moon is in Aquarius at 16 degrees in the 8th house. The moon transitioned into the sign of Aquarius on April 15th of 2023. And at that time, the beginning themes of quote-unquote strong selfish energy being hidden behind a friendly face quote cycle has emerged. The moon does not like or feel comfortable in the sign of Aquarius. Aquarius naturally is quirky, indifferent, logical, eccentric, and alien, and independent, all of which the moon ruling the sign of Cancer is not. It, it, it truly sucks for anyone to have an Aquarius moon in a natal chart. However, during this transit, 
exposure that people do not know themselves and are actually uncomfortable being themselves will be exposed. This truly explains why the sun and Aries in the 10th house, most are being led, Aries, right back into conformity, the 10th house. They do not know who they are or their purpose and are quite frankly scared of themselves and so they rather someone else control them. They rather someone else make their rules and tell them who they are. Why? Because it's easier to blame an external force when something goes wrong. When you are truly an Aries type or exuding authentic Aries energy in the 10th house, you take all the responsibility for all rights and wrongs. Most lack self-awareness, so it's always someone else's fault, and I promise they will look for a fault in everyone but themselves. Mercury is in Aries, <clears throat> excuse me, at 20 degrees in the 10th house. Last week, we were dealing with Mercury and Aries at 13 degrees. And at that time, mentally, individuals were initiating an intellectual competition with you or you towards others. Mentally, people thought you uh, appeared to look just like them, only to find out that you didn't think nor did you act like them. This is what created silent but mental competitions. Really, other people's inflated but false egos created this mental war against you. Refer back to the sun in Aries and the moon in Aquarius. There's no wonder I did a tarot reading and the Six of Swords with the Strength card came out. People's thoughts were fixated on believing that they are bold, confident, and which inadvertently makes them arrogant. But of course, they do not see themselves as they truly are. Arrogance covers up its insecurity, and I'm just saying. These mental wars started because you are bold, confident, but not proud. In addition to that, you are creative, idealistic, funny, loyal, friendly, and very protective of your energy. You energetically have more to offer, and this is why these people are mad and in silent competition with you. As I mentioned many times before, there are negatives and positives to, any, to everything in all energy. With the sun in Aries, moon in Aquarius, those who are in silent competition with you, they are using arrogance to hide their insecurity. They do not know who they are and opt to pretend to be someone else, ultimately resulting in pretending and conforming to societal norms. Meanwhile, you're using the sun in Aries, moon in Aquarius to be your true self, hence is why you will have more to offer. In the 10th house, having more to offer translates to wealth and opportunity. This is why everyone is mad and in seeking competition, whether this is you at war with someone else or vice versa. Mercury is in the sign of Aries at 20 degrees, and this is ruled by Jupiter, considering the deacon that the degrees rest within. The mental power you have is expansive and never-ending. The mental power you have is a blessing directly from God or a higher power. You are able to intake and understand complex situations and, of course, see through complex surface-level bullshit. Your creativity, intellect, bravery, truth-seeking brain is truly a blessing from the gods. And with that, you are mentally connected to higher powers at all times. This is making others jealous and envious, resulting in mental wars that they've already lost. These people are arrogant and have nothing to show for, hence why they pretend, but you see nothing but arrogance and weakness. In conclusion, with Mercury and Aries in the 10th house, this makes an individual very analytical, intellectual, freedom, and truth-seeking, and very interested in studying, reading, writing, and learning. Those who are jealous of your intelligence and ideas are jealous in vain. All they need to do is read, write, study, and develop an intellectual brain, but no. They'd rather be mad at you, which also exposes these fake quote-unquote professionals, and in, my, and in my case, these fake quote-unquote spiritualists. 
The arrogant are limited mentally. When you are arrogant and think you know everything, this inadvertently closes your mind and limits the muscles needed to expand to gain higher concepts. This is like someone overweight who never works out, eats horribly, and is lazy as hell, being mad at you for being in shape, for eating healthy, and for being active. That overweight person is mad and vain because if they really wanted to, they would just get in shape. But that overweight person rather be mad and hate on the in-shape person because it's easier to make someone else the problem. This is another indicator of arrogance hiding insecurity. The overweight person may even start projecting images onto the in-shape person, like calling the in-shape person skinny or anemic, when in reality, the overweight person is mad, jealous, and insecure. This energy will also play out where you are being uh, bullied or forced against your will. This force is coming from the 10th house ruled by Saturn. Let's say you decide to cancel a subscription or contract that you signed up for in the 10th house. Let's use car insurance, for example. Now that you want to cut the cord and sever ties, they try to threaten you with fees and premiums and the remaining balance of the contract that you're canceling. This could also play out where you notice a lot of cops, a lot more cops outside. And there's about um, and there's like five or six cops on one person. This is bully energy. Now that I mention it, I've noticed in the past years that I see an increase in cops' appearances whenever the springtime comes around. Interesting. Airy, se- airy season brings out the bullies. This could also be like the bank cutting you off, um, cutting off your access to your finances and then giving the illusion that there's nothing that you can do about it. I think this energy should trigger some into actually branching off and cutting the cords with all things 10th house related. Those credit card bill collectors, I am sure, are more aggressive than usual. And this is why. This is going to be a very difficult energy to work through. And it's on purpose. These spirits, the planet, and the world are upping the ante on contracts that have been signed. The pressure will be applied in relationships, work, um, and just about everything considering Satarian energy, which is everywhere. Venus is in Taurus at 12 degrees in the 11th house. With Mercury and Aries in the 10th house, it became clear that these energies are after your money and willing to resort to bully and force tactics to get it. I've been saying this in my tarot readings, uh, how it's energy harvesting season, hence is tax time. Saturn energy is depleted and trying to force others to give their money, which in spiritual terms is energy to keep it alive. Energy vampires are out. My advice would be not to pay for it and or to pay it and do not get yourself back into that mess again. It's giving quote unquote karmic debt not paid. Or maybe it has been paid and they're trying to find loopholes to force you to pay for something. It's very irritating energy. It's literally like being robbed and raped spiritually. Last week, Venus was in Taurus at a lower degree. There was a peak in materialism, possession and the bending of one's will. The bullies started emerging from hibernation. They need energy and money. Take all your bills off automatic payments, stay out of the way, and do not sign any new contracts and focus on paying off old debts to free yourself. Venus is still in Taurus, but at 12 degrees, which gives off a mercurial energy. Focus on being prompt, detail-oriented, and developing a perfectionist characteristic. characteristics. This is the perfect time to focus on a skill, astrology, art, and developing your talents. Venus in Taurus in the 11th house that rules Aquarius is telling you if you want to be free from all restraints and professional bullies in the world, refer back to Mercury in Aries 10th house, but focus on your craft. It's promising that you will attract resources. 
This placement also indicates a need to redirect your attention on productive things. Do not focus on what is going on outside of you. It's meant to steal your energy, money, and or both. This placement also exposes your money habits. You are what you attract. So in hindsight, these bullies who are trying to force your will, you gave them that power. You signed up for that subscription, and now that you want to cancel, they think they have a right to make you pay a cancellation fee. Or they resort to making uh, making it extremely difficult for you to cancel. And that's just an example. This could be anything. A lesson is to be learned right now. It's like signing up for a gym membership at LA Fitness for the name brand. Most people look down on Planet Fitness. Meanwhile, Planet Fitness has better equipment than LA Fitness. Anyway, you sign a contract to uh, LA Fitness and you realize what they are charging isn't worth it anymore. So you opt to cancel the membership. LA Fitness complies, but but brings to your attention, oh, there's a cancellation fee and you have to pay the remainder of your balance for the year to cancel, which is usually a couple hundred dollars. They will let you cancel, but you will still have to pay. And this reminds me of what Kanye West said. You can buy your way out of jail, but you can't buy freedom. You canceling that membership is like buying your way out of jail, but you still have to pay a balance. And that's like you not being able to buy freedom. For the awakened and aware, this frustration is to trigger you to stop spending money and supporting satarian causes. They will play with your money, but this is to trigger you to get better control of your finances. I personally had to cancel my car insurance. One, I don't need it. Two, they were overcharging me. And three, I only signed up for it because I conformed. Now they're trying to charge me um, for canceling my policy. I'm prepared to deal with it. However, it's triggering me to really pay attention to what I sign up for in the future. If there's strings attached, I don't want it. So this is encouraging me to start riding my bike instead of driving. You can't even drive in peace without a police officer trying to find fault and give you a ticket so that their organization and they themselves make more money. People are paying a pretty... People are paying pretty much for their own demises, and I'm seeing it so clearly now. Mars is in Gemini at 17 degrees in the 12th house. The temperature is indeed rising. Mars in Gemini in the 12th house is emphasizing that the actions of others is speaking. Gemini energy is about communication. The 12th house is about our undoings, which lead to our endings. And Mars is about that action. Your actions are contributing towards your demise, your undoing. As I always say, there's a flip side to everything, low vibration and high vibrations. The 12th house does offer abilities to end a karmic cycle with introspection, an ability that most people have not developed. Instead, I've observed most will find excuses and projections which leads to deflection. On the flip side, you can change what has been the cause of your undoing by understanding and reflecting on it resulting in the release of a karmic hold. The word karmic means lessons, repeated lessons. I personally do not like repeating myself. I was born during seven retrograded planets, so I am designed to repeat or review situations constantly. This repeat and review helps me tremendously to right my wrongs. It helps me tremendously with my ability to discern. I have a internal and innate discernment detector. The actions people take, I can easily read, what it means with discernment and i'm not controlled with words we already discussed that mercury the planet that rules gemini in communication is in the 10th house that is ruled by saturn mars is in gemini in the 12th house in english pay attention to the actions and contradicting words that are going on at this time 
Do not just take someone's word for it. Does their actions align with their words? Example, the police can't claim to be an organization whose job is to protect and serve. But when you see the actions of the police, does it match? The no texting and driving law was implemented because the intent was to protect everyone. However, the police is allowed to drive and be on laptops all while printing tickets for you to pay for breaking a law that they themselves are breaking. Are the cops really protecting you like they claim? I don't think so. It should be clear that supporting the police is contributing to your undoing, especially with the understanding we just had about the role and the power we gave them to fulfill their role. With Mars and Gemini, this is like do as I say, not what I do vibes. And frankly, that is not fair. In conclusion, you are supporting an unfair organization that has the power to now tell you to do as they say, but not what they do. The unfairness concept is carried out throughout our entire society. I'm sorry. The unfairness concept is carried out throughout our entire society. As a society, we have empowered unfair organizations and on a lower scale, we have empowered others to treat us unfairly. Gemini energy is also prone to distractions. And so Mars in Gemini in the 12th house, distractions are the cause of your undoing. Being always on the move, having demanding schedules, little time sets you up to be distracted from what is really going on. When you slow down, you can see the full scope. Jupiter is in Pisces at 28 degrees in the 10th house. Jupiter's report from last week has not changed. The message Jupiter wants to convey is that God never changes, but the world does. The people, places, and circumstances in life changes, but God never does. With Mars and Gemini in the 12th house, a higher power, your ancestors, and God want to show you that they never change and it would be in your best interest to follow them. They are also conveying that life can be so much easier and peaceful and that that would never change if you choose to allow them to make decisions for you. Leaning on your own human understanding has been and will continue to lead you towards your demise and undoing. But if you follow the creator, you will be protected from the forces in the world. Jupiter in Pisces in the 10th house is conveying the scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. And I quote, the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope in a future, end quote. This placement also, also indicates that God has the power to perform miracles to free you. Free you from the tyranny within the 10th house, hence why Jupiter is in Pisces at 28 degrees in the 10th house. That 28th degree of Pisces is cusping Aries, the sign of new beginnings and leadership. Allow God to be in control and you can expect a new life, a new identity, and newfound freedom. This is like being given immunity or like having your credit cleared of all debts. The 10th house is about debt, which is the main reason why most people are controlled. They are slaves to their 10th house. God is saying he can pay off that debt if you accept and allow God in. In order to allow God in, you have to go within. This means letting go of all external forces, energies, places, and things that keep you enslaved. Go within for everything that you are seeking externally. Be grateful for what you have and use it to make it work. You do not need anything new. You do not need to buy anything that ultimately serves 10th house agendas. You are not being advised to go into poverty, but to humble yourself and your egotistical wants that you confuse as a need. Life should be simple, easy, and peaceful, not stressful, on-go, and busy. 
Stress and anxiety is a common side effect of the 10th house, and we know stress and anxiety are silent killers. Stress and anxiety are forms of undoings. The 10th house is addictive, and for that reason, you are being advised to let it go. This is no easy task or request. It will take courage, bravery, and faith of ab above all. The 10th house encourages force, competition, capitalism, all of which are breeding grounds of ego. No one takes pride in their art or artistic abilities, but then they'll take pride in pr the promotion that they receive. No one takes pride in having a spiritual or having spiritual knowledge and favor, but they take pride in having worldly knowledge. Like what the latest celebrity is doing and how, um, and how to be a celebrity. No one takes pride in having spiritual wealth, but they take pride in worldly wealth. Striving every day to get more money with the intent to impress and flex on others. So, what if you hate your job, have no passion for it, and it makes you miserable? You will continue forcing yourself to show up and perform. So, what if the mortgage or car payment is well above your means? At least you have a nice house or car to impress and flex on others. So, what if you have... What if you are not in love, but you're in a relationship? At least you can tell and show others you're in a relationship and that someone wants you. So what if you are being lied to, cheated, and neglected? At least you're not alone 50% of the time. These very so what, quote unquote, so what scenarios is what God is asking you to give up. Personally, I still have to surrender my ego in Gemini and my Mars in Taurus. With my ego in Gemini, I need to surrender superficial communications and thoughts. I also need to surrender my egotistical habit of being distracted with people, places, and things that don't matter, especially with how someone feels. I have Mercury in Gemini retrograded in my natal chart, and so I need to go within to get information that I truly need as opposed to allowing distractions to distract me outside of me. Now with my Mars and Taurus, I need to surrender my laziness and gluttony. I love spending money, and I tend to spend it on things I don't need but swear I do. I need to surrender buying things just to collect them or to just not use them. I tend to want things just because. I have Mars in the seventh house, so I need to surrender the desire to always look good or to do good by others who are not returning that same energy. I need to surrender superficial relationships because that has contributed to my undoing. I am aware and actively trying to make changes every day, even if it's a little change. Small progress is progress nonetheless. Over time, it'll grow, it'll develop consistency, and it'll become a grounding force that you never stray from, just like God never strays from you. Saturn is in Aquarius at 10 degrees in the 8th house. This is a clear indicator something or someone is attempting to hold you back at this time. There's a strong challenge um, slash square that's occurring here. The only time a planet moves backwards is during retrogrades, and I did check aspects and uh, Venus is squaring up with Saturn. Remember, Venus is in Taurus, the money and value sign. And clearly, Saturn is in the eighth house, which is ruled by Scorpio, the sexual and inheritance sign. Saturn plays the disciplinarian, and you only need discipline when something is out of control or out of order. Whenever you have sex and money in the same sentence, and in this astrological case, case squaring up with each other, it's not a good feeling or situation. With that being said, a good portion of humanity will be dealing with harsh truths and realities concerning their illusions and defiant attitudes towards sex, value, relationships, and the utmost truth about God and how God truly operates. You may find some who are mad at this truth and in turn continue to deny. 
That denial would lead them back into the chains of Saturn, earning themselves another go around with negative karma. Others will be mad, but will use that masculine energy to transform and to fight through the chains. The chains of conformity, addiction, pleasure, seeking, sex, drugs, attachment, possessiveness, control, ego, and drama. Saturn is at the 10th degree, and so there's a cusp. This reminds me of being on um, being on the borderline of two states. One step over and you're in a, another state with different rules, and you're just one step away. This indicates that there is just one thing you need to let go of in order to move forward and to never look back, and that is the ego. As I forementioned, the ego is what has been the cause of everyone's demise. It's time to let that go, okay? And so you'll be able to take that one step over. Let the ego go and your karmic debts will be voided, like a voided check, like a clean slate. Uranus is in Aries at 23 degrees in the 10th house. Uranus is responsible for sudden and shocking revolutionary changes in one's life. Uranus is also responsible for unconventional changes that most likely bring upheaval and hopes of liberation. Uranus is considered an outer planet, and with that, its energy affects the society of people more than anything. Changes towards our future, spiritual ascensions, awakenings, and universal oneness as a whole. In order to see change in the world, it starts in your backyard and with you. Uranus is responsible for your mind, your intelligence, for technology, astrology, networking, and originality most importantly freedom according to the report on april 8th of 2023 uranus was in aries but it was within the 11th house only now uranus is within the 10th house and there's no retrogrades that occurred during that time this is another planet that appears to be shifting houses and is this god or is this an ener- is this a energetic pooling that's um, towards regression Regression means going backwards and declining. Considering we are here to move forward, advance, and excel, this would certainly be a cause of concern. Personally, I've been interested in politics more, and it's more dis- it's and it's disappointing to say the least. I saw one clip of politicians debating whether or not they should ban spoons to reduce obesity in the country. All of the things that are in disarray, like war impending, homelessness, violence, inflation, racism, environmental causes, and a shortage of food, these are things that I think that we should be focused on instead. However, I witness with my own eyes that they rather spend tax dollars and waste time on potential new laws regarding spoons. It's a disgrace. We are in the age of Aquarius, according to Vedic astrology, which is about revolutionary change. It's very clear with Uranus going back into the 10th house, change is not happening. As I forementioned above, Uranus is an outer planet that affects humanity and society at large. Neptune is in Pisces at two degrees in the ninth house. This has not changed since my last report, so I will be repeating myself. And I don't like that. Neptune is responsible for our dreams, visions, and connects us to our creator source. Neptune plays a major role in one's illusions, delusions, and glamour. Neptune is responsible for one's rose-colored glasses. Spiritual gifts and psychic abilities derive from here as well. This is a tricky planet with tricky energy. Unless you have true discernment and judgment, anything Neptunian can and will confuse and elude you, and this is what these harsh lessons are teaching upon. Neptune rules Pisces, and so it's very comfortable here. And where there's comfort, there's stagnancy. 
This is the theme of this transit. Those who are unwilling and unable to evolve, rise to the occasion, will be sent backwards to regress to learn the lessons all over again. Last week, Neptune was in Pisces, still, but in the 10th house ruled by Capricorn, the very mature sign. I see that this week, Neptune is back in the 9th house of learning. This is a clear indication that people cannot level up and they cannot change and ultimately unwilling to grow. Unwilling to break the change and so... They will resort back into their comfort zones and repeat the same karmic lessons over and over until they mature. So this is like history repeating itself. It's very simple. Neptune is within the first deacon of Pisces. So the energy here is stubborn, unintuitive, imaginative, romantic, and an energy absorber. This is like the blind leading the blind. Like this is like like-minded people flocking together. Okay. There's no logic here, but an illusion that is there. Due to this transit alone, the false prophets, fakes, liars, um, they're at an all-time high at this time. Pluto is in Capricorn at six degrees in the seventh house. Pluto is responsible for endings and new beginnings in our lives, transformation, crisis, and metamorphosis. Pluto, like Neptune and Uranus, is an outer planet, and so yes, it affects you personally, but more, more so on a collective uh, level. Pluto deals with the renewal of our mind, and as I mentioned above, is our most powerful tool, Romans 12.12. 12. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Most people conform with no questions asked. The world and the people in it has created systems to box you in. There's no variety, no flavor, no room, no room for change or growth. The world has told you what to live and work for, which is the American dream. Not everyone wants that, and yet the world is only set up for those striving to live that very American dream that isn't real. Rules that aren't real but inflicted upon you, and most just go with it. Pluto deals with the generation of people or the mission in the current generation. This means that energetically humanity is not ready to evolve. Another cycle of harsh lessons. Society is not learning. They are regressing. This is another reason why you see some laws being vetoed, abolished, like the abortion laws, for example. The path that people's ancestors have paid is being obstructed and blown up. This is like a slap to your ancestors' face. This doesn't, this doesn't apply to everyone, but the majority. The top dogs are now underdogs due to this. Karmic debt is just adding up when we should be paying off the debt. I did a reading a week ago for Gemini Energy. It was about ancestors being fed up. This is a major indicator of a great fall, spiritually speaking as well. As above and so below. For those fighting the good fight, paying off karmic debt, you will be exalted. Just watch. The North Note is in Aries at nine degrees in the 10th house and retrograded. The North Node went direct for a short time and now we are back in retrograde. So with that being said, refer back to Uranus in the 10th house. Lilith is in Leo at seven degrees in the second house. Lilith in short governs our deep rooted desires. With Lilith in Leo within the first deacon, it is clear that the majority's deepest desires are to are to be childish and egotistical. Leo is the sign that governs, governs our ego and identity. Leo energy is like a child, and we know children like to play all day and act out when they don't get their way. 
With Lilith in the second house of money, value, and resources, everyone wants to be famous, get attention, and be rich and wealthy with complete disregard of everything and everyone else, like a child. Children do not and cannot understand anything outside of themselves. Children are also easily distracted. And if you look around, most are distracted with childish things. The majority is focused on casual dating, sex, gambling, fame, fun, risk-taking that causes more trouble than peace, and creating drama, like a child. And lastly, Chiron is in Pisces at 22 degrees in the 10th house. Chiron is the planet that is responsible for the pain, trauma, and triggers that seem to never heal or go away. For those who have chosen to heal and do shadow work and clear generational curses, you will find relief from your pain, trauma, and triggers. However, it is clear no one is... However, it's clear that most is not truly, you know, is not interested in healing. They rather play. They rather create more trauma um, and pass it on to the next generation. And that is my report for April 16th. I am two days late. Um, and the title of this week is What is the Point? Thank you so much.